Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Happy Thanksgiving from everybody here, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, I'm Freddie Coleman. My man Mike Tannenbaum is going to join me for the first hour of the show. Number one, congrats to all the turkeys that made it. And for the ones that didn't, we'll see you on our tables later on today, part of Thanksgiving. So just putting that out there, Mike, for everybody out there. Happy Thanksgiving, Mike, to you and yours, by the way. Yeah, thank you. You too. And uh, so much to be grateful for and uh, yep. really looking forward to uh, spending the next hour with you, Freddie. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Usually Mike and I, anytime he appears with me on my show, Freddie Fitzsimmons, by the way, shameless plug, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio. We never have a chance to actually see each other. So it's really cool that we get a chance to do that, especially when we got not one, not two, but three NFL games today. Lions versus the Bears kick it off. Then you got the Cowboys taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the nightcap, the Bills versus the Saints. And... Mike, I'm going to throw this question at you. By the way, he's here thanks to the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, making the place that moved you forward, Goodyear more driven. What is the most important game, in your opinion, based on the three that I laid out for everybody today, part of Thanksgiving Day in the NFL? Yeah, you know, two teams really stick out to me in particular, and that's Buffalo and Dallas, and here's why. This is the first year, Freddie, that only one team that makes the playoffs gets a bye, and I think if you and I were having a conversation the week heading into the Super Bowl, barring on, on something unforeseen, I think both of the one seeds make it because it's such an advantage. You get the extra week of rest. You only have to play two games, and they're both at home. So I think in a couple of years, we may see this system sort of tweak because I think getting the one seed is such an advantage. And right now, Dallas two and a half games out of that one seed. So I think this is a huge game for them. Get, kind of get back on track after a disappointing performance against Kansas City. And Buffalo, you know, a month ago we'd be talking about, hey, are they the one seed in the AFC and mm-hmm. home field advantage? And now, like, they're holding on to dear life just to make the playoffs. One of the things about the Buffalo Bills, and I mentioned this a couple of days ago, Mike, they have more than the Patriots to worry about in the AFC because all of a sudden the Kansas City Chiefs are looking like that team we thought we were going to see at the beginning of the year. They're playing terrific defense. Patrick Mahomes is not forcing the football down the field. The Indianapolis Colts, I think Jonathan Taylor just scored to get another touchdown against the Buffalo Bills because they beat the blood out of them last Sunday in Buffalo. And you got the whole AFC North, for example, more than ever before because we talked about this before the show got started today. We would not have had this conversation about the Buffalo Bills three, four weeks ago. But now you look at a team that I wonder, Mike, and you understand this, how much would they think about their press clippings after making the AFC Championship game last year, giving the Kansas City Chiefs more than holy you-know-what in the first half before the Chiefs ran away and hit and made their second Super Bowl, second straight Super Bowl? I wonder how much Buffalo looked at their press clippings and said, you know what, we're going to be the Kings of AFC East. We're going after that number one seat, and nobody can hang with us. And now this is a team that better avoid a free fall if they lose to the New Orleans Saints later on tonight. Yeah, it's totally fair. And there's nothing, nothing worse in football than knowing that the other team is going to run the ball and you can't stop it. Now, look, they were missing uh, Terrell Evans. They were missing Star Low to Lalay. And those are two really good players in terms of front seven defensive players. But Frank Reich, after the game, said, hey, I kind of tore up my game plan and said, we're going to run the ball on every first and second down. And on 17 consecutive first and second downs, Freddie, the Indianapolis Colts ran the ball, hmm. and Buffalo still couldn't stop them. And if you can't stop the run, I hate to oversimplify it, but nothing else matters. So, you look, you get back Tremaine Edmonds, you get back Star Low to Lillet, that'll make a difference. But every other team, and we're going to see it tonight. Now, look, um, 
no Kamara, no Ingram. That's that's obviously consequential, but yeah. they're going to test. They're, they're going to have to stop the run consistently. If not, they're not going to get to where they want to go. Mike Tatabon, Freddie Cohen, part of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up anytime you want on Twitter. You can do that, ESPN Radio. Hit Mike on Twitter as well, at Real Tannenbaum. He's a great follower. You can do the same thing with me at Coleman ESPN. So we have the Bills, and I'm with you. To me, that's the most important game because we're the Buffalo Bills, where they used to be and where they are right now going into the final weeks of the season, where they got the specter of the Patriots and the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun when it comes to the Patriots and the Stormtroopers doing their Star Wars thing, trying to stay ahead of them. But then you got the Chicago Bears situation, playing the Detroit Lions, who are winless. And here's the deal, Mike. When that report came out on Wednesday, or on Tuesday, excuse me, that Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Bears, was going to be fired after Thanksgiving, that may be the worst company email ever. To have that out there and have somebody have to think about that. And then the Bears categorically denying everything, what they are going to do when it comes to Nagy, and just denying everything on Wednesday. Mike, if you have to go that far to categorically deny something you're going to do, that tells me all I need to know about exactly where the Bears are, why they are where they are, when you have something like this taking over a game that a team really needs just from a psyche standpoint going forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, and these are really tough sort of couple of weeks coming up. Um, when you have the privilege of these positions, this is what comes with it. We saw what just happened with Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator of the Giants, just the other day. And look, Matt Nagy knows, regardless of what came out or not, he knows things are imminent unless there's a significant change, like winning out the rest of the season. So, you know, I'm sure he knows. He's been around the block. It's not if but when, and it's hard to think that if they don't beat Detroit today, Detroit gets their first win oh of the season in this you know big rivalry game. It's hard to think that he's going to make it much further. But if I was Coach Nagy, here's the conversation I'd be having. is like, hey, look, we all know we're going to be former, former GMs, former head coaches. Former, like That's just part of what we sign up for. With that said, let's go out there and have fun. We're playing football, and let's just go make progress. Let's stack one good day on top of the next. Let's go beat our rivals, and let's just go from there. And if we just do that, everything else takes care of itself. And things are really tough there right now. That was a really bad outing. You know, everything about football some ultimately gets measured by expectations. And when you drive to the stadium and Lamar Jackson is out, mm-hmm. that's a game you have to win. I mean, we could, you know, paint it all we want about, well, Dalton hasn't been in and out of the lineup. Fields got hurt. That's all true. But when you're going into a stadium and you're playing against Tyler Huntley, who's an undrafted free agent, and Lamar Jackson is sick, and you're at home, you got to win that game. Like, it doesn't matter about anything else. You have to win that game. And I think when Matt Nagy reflects on things, he'll look at that Baltimore game as a consequential event. Here's the worst thing if you're a Chicago Bears fan, and I hate to be the one to bring this up, but I'm going to do it. Anytime your rival is far ahead of you, it puts that kind of organizational pressure. And the Green Bay Packers have been that team that no matter what the Chicago Bears do, Mike, they're going to be measured against that team, the oldest rivalry in the National Football League. You go in any division. For example, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you're measuring yourself against the, against the Baltimore Ravens. If you're in the AFC West, everybody right now is measuring themselves against the Kansas City Chiefs. But with those two teams specifically, where every time a Bears fan looks up and it seems that their team is getting further and further away from the Green Bay Packers, that can't help. So you add that on top of turmoil with the coach, potential turmoil with the general manager and Ryan Pace, 
and then the Packers continue. Even when the Packers have turmoil, they're still winning. That can't be easy, Mike, dealing with that, a rival in your division where it seems like you're not getting any closer to that team if you have the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's totally fair. And you always have to say, how do we win the division? And Minnesota has you know incredible weapons. Uh, Detroit's in a big rebuild. And then you're like, how do we beat the Green Bay Packers? And I'm sure when Ryan Pace, their general manager, traded all those picks for Khalil Mack a couple of years ago, a lot of that was through the lens of like, hey, beating Aaron Rodgers, we're going to need pressure. And I could see why they would want to do something like that. Obviously, it hasn't worked out the way they had hoped, but you're always thinking, Freddie, like, how do we win the division? Right. Not really worry about Detroit. No, we need corners to match up with, you know, Thielen and Justin Jefferson. And then, look, for us to consistently compete with the Packers, we saw Minnesota do it one way. They just simply said, hey, we can't stop the Packers. We're just going to outscore them. And, and they were able to do that the other day. But you're going to need to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, something that, again, they've tried to do. They haven't been able to do that consistently. And then offensively, hey, it's all about Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is going to need to score in the 20s and the 30s to win in that division consistently. And the best example was the other day. You know, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball, one, one play, 75 yards to Valdell Scantley, makes an incredible throw. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Minnesota was able to come back and move the ball. So those are the things that if I'm the Bears, I'm thinking about. A lot of things and a lot of thoughts regarding the Chicago Bears, and especially if they lose to the winless Detroit Lions team today, part of three Thanksgiving Day games in the NFL. Oh, boy, it could be a very lonely Thanksgiving for the Nike family. That's just how that goes once in a while in the National Football League. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So tell us how you really feel on this Thanksgiving edition of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Freddie Coleman, Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 8 and ESPN 2. You can call us anytime you want. You can be part of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up and fans are hyped. Return to glory with fans will by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I'm going to get Mike's thoughts on which is a better job when it comes to 
the head coaching GM situation involving the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears. We're going to get his thoughts in a matter of minutes. But Chris Canty from Canty and Golick Jr., Monday through Friday on ESPN Radio, check out what he had to say about how hot this seat should be, and it's not the general manager of the New York Giants. I think it should be hot. I, I, I think it should be seven circle of hell hot. Like, that. that's where it should be with Joe Judge because the reality is, as our former head coach used to say, you are what your record says you are. And Joe Judge is a head coach that loses twice as much as he wins. Mm. And I'm not falling for it anymore. We saw the second half of last year because they went 5-3 and three in the final eight, and we were saying, okay, the head coach seems like he's building towards something. And then you look at how the Giants started this season, and the reality is that it's, it's not good enough. Like, from a player development standpoint, I don't see the growth with the young guys that Dave Gettleman is giving them. Now, you can criticize the general manager, but also when it comes to the production on the field, the product on the field, the lack of an identity, you have to put that on the head coach. All right, Mike Tannenbaum, you heard what Chris Canty had to say, and your thoughts are? I love Chris Canty. Happy Thanksgiving and see a completely different, you know, <laughs> Freddie, we go. if Mike Krzyzewski, <laughs> if, my, if Mike Krzyzewski was a young coach nowadays, he not, there's no way he would have had the career that Mike Krzyzewski did. Go back and look at his record, the early years at Duke and being a head coach takes a minute. And when you try to do it in New York and you work for the Jets or the Giants and I certainly have experiences there. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. And we got to remember this. Joe Judge was on the precipice of being a head coach at Mississippi State. And that context is really important. And here's why. If I'm the Maras and the Tishes and I identify this bright young coach that we really believe in, but we think it's going to take some time to develop him, it, but you believed in your process and you believed in what you saw a year and a half ago, why would you derail that now? Why would you invest in him? Worst case scenario for the New York Giants, Freddie, isn't to have Joe Judge fail as the New York Giants head coach. The worst case scenario for them is him for to fail there and then be great someplace else. And I'm going to make a comparison here and just give me a second. I work for Bill Belichick in Cleveland. And look, let's face it. Has he changed and evolved? Of course he has to a certain extent. We all do. But... A lot of the fundamental principles that he talks about in New England, he talked about in 1995 with the Cleveland Browns. And my point is this. Joe Judge, in my opinion, has a chance to be a really good head coach. The Mm -hmm. record doesn't show it right now. But if you give up on Joe Judge today, Freddie, and he goes to T-Max next year or the year after, and he goes on this great run, boy, will the Giants look back and regret that. Mike Tannenbaum and Freddie Coleman, part of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN2, giving you straight talk, broadcast, straight talk, wireless. I hate to be that dude, Mike, but I'm completely 100% with you. And that's why I think if you gave me a choice between which GM head coaching job is better, I'm going to choose the Chicago Bears over the New York Giants, and here's why. Because I'm with you. I believe in Joe Judge as a head coach. I've never believed in Dave Gettleman as a general manager. And he's continued to prove it time and time again. I'm not saying the general manager's job is easy because you got so many things you have to deal with where you got to deal with coaches, you got to deal with the draft, you got to deal with free agency. But we've seen a lot more misses than you hits. You got to deal with, and Freddie, you got to deal with unreasonable people in the media. Well, yeah, clowns named Freddie Coleman, for example, that are completely unreasonable when it comes to your job status and your job security. So, yeah, all of, especially in New York, and Mike, you know this. 
where no matter what you do is going to be magnified. If you make a great decision, they're going to say it's the greatest decision since Vince Lombardi was named coach of the Green Bay Packers. If you make a terrible decision, they put you in the Ray Hanley category, especially when it comes to the New York Giants. So I clearly understand that that landscape can really kind of mess with your mind and mess with your operations at times. But I'm with you on Joe Judge. because I think he has the ability to be a really good head coach. But when, not if, when you move on from the general manager to the New York Giants, then you got to have Joe Judge as part of the process where these two guys can be on the same page. If you try to put these, if you try to do like 90 day fiance with a GM and a head coach, it's not going to work. You got to make sure that the coach and general manager are on the same page. That's why I look at Chicago Bears. I like Justin Fields, the quarterback, but whoever you bring in, it can't just be a coach and Ryan Pace. It's got to be somebody else and somebody else as a head coach and general manager. And I'd rather trust that with a Justin Fields whose potential is a lot better than a Daniel Jones, who I still have questions about. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. You know, here's the frustrating thing about Daniel Jones, Freddie, is you just want to see progress. Like, yep. no one's expecting perfection, but I'll tell you what, like, the other night when he throws that interception in the defensive lineman, like, mm. that can't happen. Like, you can understand an overthrow or, you know, some receiver runs around a little short of the sticks and you're frustrated. Right. But those are outcome-determinative plays in the game. We saw them at Duke, and they haven't gotten better. And... He needs to understand that he's holding the lives of everybody in that franchise when he throws the ball. Like, ball security is the most important thing. And you just can't make a play like that. Like, there are some mistakes that are acceptable. That's not one of them. I think Justin Fields has a massive ceiling. Mm -hmm. And if you said, hey, Daniel Jones or Justin Fields, I'm going with Fields. The hard part about this conversation of, like, which team has a better future, I actually think the skill players that the Giants have, when healthy, is really good, and I, I would have a tough time walking away from that. Here's a fascinating stat. When Saquon Barkley plays, they average 82 yards more in the passing game, Freddie. So that just wow. shows you how explosive he can be, not just running, but in, in the receiving game. And you think about Ingram, Sterling Shepard, and Galladay. And by the way, Kadarius Toney, I think, has a chance to be a really good player. You're talking about a group of six or seven skill players that's really hard to match up with. You know, we just talked about Minnesota with Thielen and Jefferson. Mm -hmm. I think the Giants have even more depth than that. So um, if they could just get middle-of-the-road consistency from Daniel Jones, I think this team would look a lot different. Yeah, either way, both the Giants and the Bears have a lot of interesting decisions to be made, not only behind the scenes when it comes to maybe a general manager, head coach, but also on the field when it comes to players. And that is Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. He's Mike Tannenbaum. I'm Freddie Coleman, part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. The devil you know and you don't know when it comes to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay and Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats. Types are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to 
prizepicks.com slash morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash morning, code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining us on Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 8 and ESPN 2. He's Mike Tannenbaum. I'm Freddie Coleman. You can always hit us on Twitter. My handle at Coleman ESPN. Mike's handle is a great handle as well. He's a great follower at Real Tannenbaum. So here's the deal, and I've always said this, Mike, and you understand this well. Sometimes it's the devil you know and the devil you don't know. And I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers. Now, that whole COVID toe, fracture toe thing, this is Aaron Rodgers once again. By the way, Rich Eisen, the NFL Network, had a great tweet where you see a picture of Aaron Rodgers showing people his toe, and then he said, Rex Ryan's new favorite football player. And I laughed out loud when I saw that on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But this is what happens, Mike, when you have the devil you know and the devil you don't know. They know exactly what they've gotten across Aaron Rodgers. But let's get right down to it. Aaron Rodgers loves being a celebrity outside of football, especially when he has power of church and state when it comes to being a Green Bay Packers football player. Yeah. Just so I can show you the lesions on my foot here, Rob. So if I have enough room on this camera, let me see if I can. Oh, oh, there's no lesions whatsoever. I can't believe I have to again come on here and talk about my medical information. But yeah, I have a fractured toe. I've never heard of COVID toe before. I have no lesions on my feet. Uh, That's just a classic case of disinformation. It's surprising coming from what used to be a reputable uh, journalistic institution, but um, that's that's the world we live in these days. Nope. Mike can't unsee that, and I don't know if I ever want to see that again from anybody. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers or somebody else. Can't unsee that. (laughs) Yeah, that is – you know, like, sometimes communication isn't what is said, it is what is heard. Yeah. And that's just Aaron Rodgers saying, like, come on, come on, guys. Like, you know, let, let's get the facts straight. And you can just feel the frustration that he has, which is he's dealing with a real orthopedic injury. And, you know, in my 20-plus years in the NFL, like, I got to tell you, like, feet, toe injuries, those are things that players don't like. They're very, very painful. Now, things have changed where you could have – uh, more steel plated shoes, but then you get into this whole notion of like having the proper flexibility. And I'll tell you, Freddie, like this is a, a really painful thing he's dealing with. And you can just tell it. He's frustrated by the injury. He's frustrated by the coverage of the injury. Mm-hmm. And he has a very high pain threshold to be dealing with something like this. I'm going to stay right there with that point you just made about he's really frustrated with the coverage because. I love when people try to control the narrative. I clearly understand that. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to do everything I can to control whatever narrative that's going to be. But how much are you not helping yourself by putting your feet out there for public display after using COVID toe the day before? And then the next day you talk about your toe being fractured and dealing with it. And even on Sunday, he talked about, I'm going to play through that kind of pain. I'm not going to sit out. I I get this as Aaron Rodgers. if, if, If the narrative is not being controlled, which is very hard to do if you're going to have a back and forth with the media. 
at a certain point, maybe you just got to take an L if you're Aaron Rodgers and say, okay, I got to move on because I'm not going to win this battle, especially when I kind of created this whole thing when it comes to being a celebrity quarterback inside and outside of the National Football League. Yeah, you know, Freddie, the problem with your analysis is you're looking at it from a smart, objective, (laughs) thoughtful person that you are. And you're not a world-class killer. And, you know, these quarterbacks are... Are, are just a different breed. You know, they're so discerning, and I've been around so many of them. They're so discerning what they put in their body. And this is, we're not going to get into the whole vaccination issue and all, but like mm-hmm. that is just another manifestation of a much more bigger sort of like thought process, which is they feel like they have these superpowers of like my discipline and how I take care of my body is going to give me a chance to play longer and at a higher level. You know, we joke about Tom Brady and avocado ice cream or this whole idea of vaccination is like they're very discerning about what they put in their body. So everything that he talks about is, you know, he feels like I'm going to prove that the facts are on my side. I'm a great player. I'm an all time great. And part of it is, you know, my God given ability, but also my incredible discipline of literally everything that I eat or drink or consume and this whole idea of like his toes or whatever, like I think he's just trying to shine a light on his mindset. Yeah, great stuff by Mike Tannenbaum and Freddie Coleman, part of Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN2, thanks to Progressive Insurance. So you're right, that is the devil that they already know with Aaron Rodgers. And when you have a guy that talented, then you got to deal with everything that comes with it. Whole genie in a bottle theory. If you're going to rub that bottle, be prepared what the genie is going to come out, what the genie is going to do. But then you got a guy like Baker Mayfield. And this goes to the devil that you may not know when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. Last week, they went against the Detroit Lions, but fans were not happy with Baker Mayfield's play, even though he has been beat up from the feet up. He's dealing with this injury, that injury, and that injury. Check out what Baker Mayfield had to say in response to the fans booing him, even though the Browns won on Sunday versus the still winless Detroit Lions. Those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet while we're on offense and trying to operate, so don't really care. You looked frustrated coming off the field yesterday. Is that why we didn't hear from you? Yeah, I was frustrated, uh, among other things. I've never dodged any questions or hid away from that. So um, it's not about that. Just frustrated, removed emotions and uh, all that from it. Decided it was best to to wait. I think that's what surprised us all, Baker, is that you pride yourself on being accountable. Not one part of that's not being accountable. I'd be the first to tell you I played like So it's, (laughs) it's not about accountable, and I don't owe you guys any of that. I owe that to my teammates, and I talk to them, so that's what matters. Early this week, Mike, when you were on NFL Live Oof. and also on Get Up, and you hear the whoop in the background from Mike Tannenbaum on that one. Early this week, when you were on Get Up and NFL Live, you said, man, oh, man, you got to be really careful. You're the Cleveland Browns about giving this guy a big-time, long-term contract. How much now do you say to yourself, yep, I may have been completely right by saying I would give pause to that if I'm the Cleveland Browns regarding Baker Mayfield and our future together? Freddie, for all the football fans listening this this morning, do yourself a favor and Google Bill Parcells' commandments of being a quarterback. It's a must-read, and there's wisdom that goes back 30 years. And the essence of it is got to be a battlefield commander. You absorb blame, and you deflect and give out credit. That's what leaders do. It's always your fault, and when you win, it's because you have great teammates and coaches, and that's what a battlefield commander does. And everything he just did is the antithesis of that. If we go back two weeks ago, I know there was a lot of trouble with OBJ there, 
and I'm not saying that his dad's video is the reason he's no longer a Brown, but that certainly didn't help. His wife puts a post on Instagram calling out his teammates, and then he calls out the fans. Like, that's the opposite. Like, things aren't going well. You got to absorb it. When you're the privilege of a starting NFL quarterback, you got to eat it all. You know, like, one of the many things that people that are around Tom Brady every day, I mean, every day, every walkthrough, every practice, every meeting, he brings energy. That's one of his many superpowers. And he will literally tell a coach, an equipment guy, hey, plug into me. Like, I got you today. And that's the way he's been for 20 plus years. And with Baker, like, we get it. You're hurt. Things aren't going great. But this is a time for you to, like, claim that mantle. And the thing that's really disappointing, Freddie, to me is this. Two weeks ago, they're driving into Foxborough. No Kareem Hunt, no Dick Chubb and we're playing the Patriots, a really good team on the road. If I'm Andrew Berry, a really good young GM of the Cleveland Browns, and Kevin Stefanski, their head coach, this is an opportunity to say like, okay, like, let's see greatness today, Baker. You carry us to a really important road win. And he came up really short in that game. He got hurt, he wasn't that effective. And to me, when you look at the on-field performance and the off-field intangibles, I'm not so sure that a healthy Case Keenum right now doesn't give them as much of a chance to win it. And I don't mean to diminish his skills because Baker has a really good arm, he's accurate, he throws with anticipation. But right now, I was just so disappointed in, in some of the things that he said. Here's the deal with Baker Mayfield. And to me, this is not my truth. These are the facts that have been presented to us based on his play. When an offense is not built around you and you're the number one pick in the draft, that tells me all I need to know about how the Browns feel about you. When you are the number one pick in the draft as a quarterback, they're expecting a dude. They're expecting John Elway. They're expecting Patrick Mahomes. They're expecting that you're going to be the leader of this organization, not just doing progressive insurance commercials, not being a complimentary piece. That's not what Baker Mayfield was, is supposed to be, in my opinion, when it comes to being the Cleveland Browns. And when the Browns tell you we're going to be a run-first team and the quarterback's going to be a complimentary part, that tells me that the Cleveland Browns are like, maybe we got to have some reservations about a guy, even though we drafted him overall number one in the NFL draft. Because Josh Allen got his money from the Buffalo Bills, was not drafted number one. Lamar Jackson getting his money from the Baltimore Ravens, not even close to being a top 15 pick, and he's been able to justify the Ravens having that selection of him. If you're Baker Mayfield, when are you going to make that big throw? That people will say, yep, that's why the Browns should give you that kind of money. And that's what I'm talking about. That is the devil that you better know who he is and what he is. The Browns are telling us, Mike, this is who he is. And this is what we're going to do. And we're not going to worry about if he has to be better than that. We can't expect him to be better than that because that's not how we're going to win football. And anytime they want a Baker Mayfield, name the last great throw Baker Mayfield has made that decided a game. Yeah, no. Freddie, I totally agree with you. And again, like to me, everything you're saying is what I was thinking. If I was running the Browns, everything you're saying is what's going through my mind when I'm going from the hotel to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough two weeks ago and saying, here's your opportunity. You're right. It's not about the progressive commercials. It's not about OBJ this or the running back that. It has nothing to do. Carry us to a win. Carry us to a crucial AFC win. Go make that throw in the third quarter yep. when they're blitzing you. And he had an opportunity to do that, and he didn't. And, like, to me, that was a very significant game and a very significant time because they were missing two great players. And I think what you're saying is completely accurate. 
He's Mike Town, Obama, Freddie Coleman, in for Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN2. You can tweet us anytime you want, part of the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at ESPN Radio. Mike's handle at Real Tannenbaum, my handle at Coleman ESPN. And this is not a bashing on Baker Mayfield situation. I don't want that to come across. But I've always been a firm believer, and I love the fact that you referenced to have people Google the Bill Parcells book when it comes to that. I love that Hi. because now, all of a sudden, now you got to say to yourself, if this is not going to be the guy, then what do we got to think about in terms of a contract? And then, Mike, you know this, that's when things can get really, really messy. When a guy believes that he should be on a similar play, paying path that other guys in his draft class have, but yet you look at him saying you have complete reservations about that. That's where things could really get sticky between Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no question about it, because his expectations will be, you know, very significant. And they've done a great job. You know, they've extended Chubb and Hunt and recently uh, extended Wyatt Teller. They have a lot of good young players. I would make sure that nucleus is taken care of. And again, um, I think they've done a great job of acquiring a lot of good players. I just wouldn't overpay Baker Mayfield. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. And you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. And we're going to go a little three wide. We got Mike Tannenbaum's our XY receiver. You got Freddie Coleman's your YY receiver. And now you got <laughs> Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, as your Z receiver. She is here thanks to the Goodyear hotline. We're going to do a little hot news or not news, which means that our quarterback, Pat Costello, the pride of Fordham, will throw it at us. And each and every scenario, we'll let you know if it's hot news or not news. Mr. Costello, the floor is yours. Yeah, and don't you forget that Fordham thing, Freddie. Uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> saying he has a toe fracture, not COVID toe. Diana, we'll start with you. Is this hot news or not news? This is not news to me. I mean, at this point, he's just backtracking. It was supposed to be a joke, and he really wanted to clarify the situation there. And, and I, I, don't th I don't think it's news. Do I think it's news that he's got a, a, a fractured pinky toe? Yeah, that's going to be a problem, and it's a good thing that they got the bye week coming up so he can rest that. And they better hope that their run game is going to be all right against this Rams team. We'll, we'll find out if Aaron Jones is going to play. But in terms of an injured Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's never good, but it not being COVID toe, that's also a very good thing for him. Mike, what do you think? I think, you know, I agree with Diana about the run game, but I think on the other side of the ball, I can't wait to see how the Rams handle this with OBJ. You know, they got off to a slow start against the 49ers. And to me, they got to get back to playing offensive football and not just trying to direct the ball to OBJ. We saw that early interception that Stafford had. This game's fascinating. This is a game that's really, really important to two teams that think they can make a meaningful run in the NFC postseason. Here's why I say it's hot news, because it's Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers loves being a celebrity. He loves having things around him. And yeah, Diana, you're right. He was definitely making a joke, but you don't make those kind of jokes if you don't realize what kind of reaction is going to be. He knew exactly what kind of reaction was going to happen the minute that he put that out there. And then you're right. He did the whole backtrack like Michael Jackson moonwalking from that standpoint. But it's all about the celebrity <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers. And he enjoys that. And people feast yeah. on that. So I'm completely fine. It is hot news because Aaron Rodgers. But to your point, Diana, and also Mike, it shouldn't be. But because of who he is, that's where I stand. Yeah, fortunately, this is radio. Uh, I know we're on TV, too, but I was going to have Mike Tannenbaum show us his toe, but nobody really wants to see that. <laughs> wow.
Well, all righty then. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know what's interesting about that, Diana. For those of us that are trying, like, you know, cut back on the caloric consumption today. If I would show my feet, that would be a way to put a governor <laughs> on everyone's appetite. So exactly. I could be doing something for the greater good. Thank you, Mike. We're always thinking about others. Get those pedicures. Wow. Okay. Pat Costell, let's move on from the pedicure turkey portion of the program. Definitely thankful today for not having to see anyone's feet. Uh, Justin Fields being ruled out for the Bears today. Diana, hot news or not news? Look, I think this is hot news because of everything that is surrounding Chicago right now. I think Matt Nagy's future, if we can call it that at this point, really lies in whether or not Justin Fields is successful. And with him out on him not playing, it doesn't really help the cause. Guys, we know. Mike, I know you know this better than anyone. Owners like to see a plan work out and a plan that they stick with. And Justin Fields is the plan and the future for the Chicago Bears. He's injured now. He's not on the field. Matt Nagy obviously has not had a successful season with this team. So uh, I think that, that, you know, Andy Dalton, he'll be fine. But for Chicago, they need to see their rookie out on the field. Yeah, I, I think this is very significant news because, again, he's day-to-day in Chicago. We all know that. Now, maybe Andy Dalton goes out there and plays well, but I totally agree with Diana, which is this whole franchise is around the narrative and the trajectory of Justin Fields, and every game he misses is a, a game that takes away from that trajectory. So, obviously, you know things sound ominous there. If they could get a win, maybe that staves things off for another week or so, but this is very significant. Yeah, what you two said. So let's just move on. Part of hot news and not news here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL insider, Freddie Coleman, Pat Costello. Once again, the floor is yours. It's a hot take there, Freddie. Amari Cooper is out today and remains in COVID protocols. Diana, hot news or not news? I don't think it's not news, uh, Pat, because, look, th- this Cowboys team has won without Amari Cooper before, and, and every team is dealing with this. We went into the season knowing this. It was up to each player individually on whether or not they wanted to get that, you know, get the vaccine. I, I don't think this is this is hot news now. Yeah, I respectfully disagree with uh, our newly crowned mother, Miss Rossini, <laughs> yes. and congratulations again with Amen. your roster addition. Thanks, Mike. And yeah, and, and the reason I disagree with with the mother is um, when you think about Vegas's vulnerability in the secondary, and you think about what Dallas can do with Gallup when. Cooper's out there, C.D. Lamb, nobody can match up in terms of having three frontline corners. And Dak Prescott's very good at processing and looking at what matchups are you know, most beneficial to them. So when they're not at, and we saw this last week, when, when C.D. Lamb got hurt, Cooper was out, they were very pedestrian on offense. So I think not having all three of those guys out there is going to be hot news. I'm going to agree with Mama on this one because this is not news and here's why. If you run the football, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. you can minimize not having Amari Cooper. And they still have enough weapons because you can – Michael Gallup back in the lineup now. Wilson can do a little bit. Yeah, you can't take a guy along the lines of Amari Cooper and think it won't affect your football team. But I thought they did not run the ball enough to protect Dak yeah. Prescott. And then when you lose CeeDee Lamb with a concussion, to protect your quarterback, protect your offense. So I'm going to agree with Dinah Rossini on this one. If they run the football, then they can minimize – the impact of Amari Cooper not being there today when they take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And plus yeah, never, Freddie, never Dallas leads. It leads the NFL. They lead the NFL in rushing the last six games, and they're facing a run defense 
in the Raiders that rank 29th. They cannot stop the run. So this is a day. Look, I know Ezekiel Elliott is dealing with a little bit of uh, of knee soreness after getting hit. You know, he was tackled against the Kansas City Chiefs and he re-aggravated it. But this is a kind of a day where I, I think we're going to see Zeke eat it up. Real quick, before I let you go, Diana, what is on the Rossini table when it comes to Thanksgiving Day, other than being a new mom? What's on the table? What's the one dish you got to have? My, my phone. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, my phone is there. My fa- I don't my think family you need your phone. Well, they're like not even on Thanksgiving. You can't put your phone away and just be present with us and, and sharing the love and all the gratefulness. Um, I mean, this year, probably a bottle of formula. And I probably won't eat because my son, every time I sit to have a hot meal, he yeah. immediately starts crying. It's like he knows. He's the best diet in America right now. Hang out with my son. You won't eat. Well, well done. Diana and Mike, great to talk to you guys. Congratulations, Diana, the new baby. Mike, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you guys soon, okay? Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, guys. You too. Amen. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. Also, Mike Tannenbaum doing a great job. The first hour here at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Here, I'm Freddie Coleman. And what team is not liking what they're seeing in the AFC? That's next to ESPN Radio and ESPN2. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.